Welcome to episode 10 of Tech Talk Thursdays. My guests this week are Tom Tarasso from Microcare, who will discuss the recent sale of the company to Capital Partners, and Tom Ricciardelli from Select Tech, who will educate us all on the technology behind ESD flooring. These are my guests. Now, let's get on with the show. Microcare is a well-known manufacturer of cleaning materials, aerosols and wipes based in New Britain, Connecticut. The company was established by Chris Jones in 1983 and has expanded across different facilities and is serving distribution in 47 different countries. Last week, Microcare announced its sale to Capital Partners. Uh, Tom Tattersall, who now assumes the role of CEO, joins me today to discuss the acquisition and what it means. Welcome, Tom. Thank you, Trevor. Good to see you again through uh, our Zoom meeting. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, off just a little bit about the acquisition by Capital Partners. What was the reason behind the decision, and uh, what what does it bring to to Microcare? It's a great question, Trevor. Uh, a couple of years ago, when we went through our strategic planning process that a lot of companies go through. We recognized to take advantage of a lot of opportunities that had presented themselves and to grow, um, and that we needed a partner to assist us with some of the capital needs and investment that would be required that would improve our product development, improve our manufacturing facilities, and really, if you will, turbocharge our engine of growth. And so we begun uh, about 18 months ago in pursuit of uh, a partner that would be good for our customers, good for our employees, uh, and help us meet our strategic plans of growth. Right, okay. And so Capital Partners, they are uh, an investment company, uh, or are they uh, a venture capitalist that's uh, looking to sort of um, be there for the short term? Another good question a lot of people have asked us. Capital Partners is a private equity firm. They've been in business 37 years, Mm -hmm. um, and they do look for the long-term growth. They specialize in supporting small and medium-sized companies to meet some of their growth needs. Uh, Their unique style is they use very little debt as they come and invest in a partner. So I would say it's a very strategic investment by Capital Partners. And they've, they continue to hold companies uh, a lot longer than the typical uh, flip-and-go type private equity firm. They've had some companies that they've held on to a dozen to 15 years. And uh, that's my plan right now with Capital Partners. Great, great. Well, I mean, you started a few years ago, Tom, with a fairly aggressive expansion plan uh, across different facilities. You opened new places in the UK here uh, and, and in Asia. Um, are you planning to continue that? Uh, what, what is the plan going forward? Yeah, we're going to continue that. Uh, I think you will see us expand uh, not only geographically, uh, but also with uh, uh, new products and new manufacturing capabilities. Uh, but I always like to tell you that the main thing is most of our best ideas come from the marketplace, come from our customers. So. Uh, we're pursuing new and evolving cleaning needs, critical cleaning needs, and uh, want to make sure that our customers are able to take advantage of the technology that uh, they've discovered or, or expanding on. So right. yes, Is you that- can expect Microcare to continue to grow and offer 
uh, also uh, a lot of personal growth for the current employees. Right. So is that going to take you into other new, new markets that you're not currently in at the moment? I, I would uh, be surprised if it did not. I mean, we're still going to focus our bread and butter. The core marketplace is still electronics assembly. Uh, but uh, as you, if anyone checks our website out, they know we're making uh, a lot of inroads and cleaning needs in the telecommunication uh, arena, as well as uh, supporting medical device manufacturers uh, along the way. Right. Now, you mentioned the financial injection there by Capital Partners. I mean, is that going to give you the capacity to do growth but, and also acquisitions yourself? Uh, they bring that expertise, Trevor. It's uh, something that uh, we have not uh, played uh, significantly in in the past. Uh, clearly, if it uh, makes sense for us, we would have the capital needed uh, uh, necessary to make that type of uh, strategic acquisition. Right, right. Okay. So, I mean, you've, certainly microcare has been very customer-centric up to now. Um, do you see much changing in that respect? Oh, absolutely not. It all starts, uh, we actually have a big uh, uh, planning module and, if you will, uh, publication that uh, the customer's in the center of everything we do. And mm -hmm. I think that's what makes uh, one of the key things that makes microcare special uh, is to focus on the customer and serve them. Uh, and all, all our best ideas do come from our customers. And so as long as we listen and support and make sure we're making their business grow, we'll be successful. Yeah, I agree. So now, of course, we're in the middle of the, the COVID pandemic at the moment, and you've had quite a lot of activity with the, with the IPA that you produce. Uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, MicroCare has been doing uh, during COVID and uh, you know, what your plans are coming out of it? Well, MicroCare has been open the whole time. Uh, we obviously have a whole uh, safety protocol that we've introduced to keep the employees safe. Um, and so the foremost, that was our number one goal. Um, but out of the pandemic uh, has come a call for a lot of what we'll call disinfectant type products. We don't sell a disinfectant but we do sell uh, products that meet that standard that was put out of containing alcohol above 70%. So um, we make uh, pre-saturated wipes. We have introduced spray pumps for broad coverage. We, you know, and we have all the other aerosols, et cetera. So a rapid uh, call to make as many wipes as we could came out from our customers both distributors and end users. So we've been running full steam ahead on producing this product that people are wiping down and using our surface cleaners as disinfectant wipes. It's been right. a tremendous uh, 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 demand, almost instantaneous. Uh, one and of the I, unique I, things. Mm -hmm. Sorry, is that, ahead, is that sorry. more domestic growth uh, demand, sorry, uh, in, in the United States, or has that been also in your European offices and, and it's Asia. been in the European office. It's been in the U.S., of course, and of course uh, in Asia uh, through our Singapore Logistics Center. We've had a call in for demand. If you, if you, you know, uh, not so much in China. They have plenty of production in China for uh, pre-saturated wipes. But mm -hmm. down in Singapore, you may remember they had a bounce back, uh, and uh, and Malaysia. We've been providing products there. 
right. kind of unique to us is we sell a, uh, I was telling you earlier, we sell a refillable package in a foil bag and mm-hmm. uh, the plastic manufacturers of lids and containers for these presets got overwhelmed, not only from industry, but just think of the consumers. I don't know how it was in the UK, but in the US, there was many, many, many weeks you could not find uh, disinfectant uh, wipes on the shelves in the supermarket. So uh, a lot of that had to do with a shortage of plastic tubs, believe it or not, because a lot of that supply chain is in China. Um, But we sell a refillable package. So we had a whole save the tub campaign where I could provide you refills. I just was uh, limited on the uh, plastic uh, containers. Right. Supply chains all really sped up now. So uh, Mm -hmm. I think everybody is uh, in pretty good shape uh, uh, to meet the demand. Great. Great. Well, it sounds like things certainly haven't slowed down that much for you. Uh, And uh, you've certainly got some exciting times ahead. Just finally, Tom, tell us a little bit about the, the structure or the management structure of microcare. Uh, what's going to change there and uh, what does it mean for the existing team? Well, actually, very uh, the existing senior management team is still here at microcare. In fact, I would think most people won't see much of a change. We're still going to focus on the customers, uh, focus on bringing um, products to the marketplace that meet the needs of those customers. Um, so most people won't see much of a change at microcare. It's, this, uh, it's really just more of a change of ownership that will allow us to grow and fuel our growth. In fact, Chris Jones, the founder of microcare, is the chairman of the board now. He's still invested in microcare and still, if you will, on the ship and steering us in the direction that we all envisioned. Wonderful. Wonderful. So business as usual. Uh, well, Tom, I'm, I'm very pleased on your own um, uh, appointment as a CEO, of course. And uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Trevor. And I look forward to the days we can actually do this in person. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> it can't come soon enough, believe me. <laughs> thank you. After the break, we're going to meet the CEO of Select Tech and chairman of the ESD Association in the United States. Try fast. Don't just say, I can't. Try and find a way to do it. We will exceed your expectations. Nice to meet you. We are Omron. In our next segment, we're going to talk about ESD flooring, uh, actually quite a big subject in the electronics manufacturing industry. And to talk to me about this today, I'm joined by Tom uh, Ricciardelli from Selectec, uh, based in Avon, Massachusetts. Welcome, Tom. Nice to see you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Okay. So tell us um, a little bit about Selectec, because you didn't actually start out life as an ESD flooring company. You started out life as a recycling company. So how did that come about? 
Yeah, so we, we have a unique technology and knowledge base to take materials that are recycled, which have different uh, challenges to them, and then create products out of them. And, and, and often we will find the thing that's challenging about the recycled material, and we'll use it to make the product better. Uh, and in our history, we've developed a number of different products. We, were, we made uh, old land, uh, landscape timbers out of um, old crates, and we made decorative planters out of old pallet wrapping. But at one point, we were approached by a company that was trying to recycle a certain type of carpet and turn it into a new flooring product. And so we were able to do that. And the residual things that are in the recycled carpet that we end up grinding up and melting down actually enhance the dimensional stability and strength of the flooring product we make. And because of the way we make things, we, we invented a, uh, an interlocking system. So it's very easy to use. It's, like I said, it's dimensionally stable. It's very strong. Uh, and it's a really nice system. Um, and over the years, this became kind of dominant for our business. And we've since shed off all those other products. And we, all we do now is flooring. Is flooring. Okay. So, I mean, I'm assuming the sort of materials that you're involved in working with are, are quite challenging to work with. I mean, specifically, uh, what are you using uh, and what is the process? Yeah, so we use recycled vinyl materials and we get them from a number of different sources, carpet being one. Um, and they get collected in a variety of different ways. Uh, and there are companies out in the world that collect things, right? They're collectors, they, they call themselves recyclers. They're on the collection side. And then we use other companies that will grind them up. And key to us is, is the formulation. We have to take those materials and mix them together in certain ratios and compositions to get the right physical properties. And then the mixing is also critical because you want real good uh, homogeneity. So you have consistency from lot to lot, uh, especially in flooring, especially interlocking flooring has to snap together. You don't want size differences. You don't want, you know, color differences. So, right. you know, we're really good at creating um, very, very consistent batches uh, that give us really consistent materials. I and mean, we, to give you an example, when you interlock our tile, you put one tile down, put it to another one, you think that might be easy. Try doing that in 100,000 square feet. So that tile that you start with has to be the same as the one on the other end of the factory. We're able to do that, so. Right, interesting. So, I mean, to, when you get that homogeneity across the, 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 the tile, you're looking for obviously an ESD uh, resistance value or range that, uh, to be within so that it qualifies as, as, as ESD flooring. Uh, what specifically is, is that? Yeah, so in ESD flooring, the, the property that gets measured is the resistance. It's the opposite of conductivity. So the lower the resistance, the higher the conductivity. And there are two ranges that are used in the industry. There's conductive, which has a resistance of around 10,000 ohms to a million ohms. And then there's mm -hmm. dissipate, which goes from a million ohms to a billion ohms. Uh, you might hear from like 10 to the fourth to 10 to the sixth is conductive and 10 to the sixth to 10 to the ninth is uh, dissipative and it really depends on the customer's sensitivity we always start when we talk to a customer what's your what's your sensitivity what are you handling um, and typically right. the more sensitive the the thing that they're making or doing uh, they'll tend towards conductive and if it's not so sensitive then they'll tend towards dissipative. and again we have a conversation with the customer to help them uh, get right. the right Right, so, that, so, so the more sensitive the product, the more they're going to go towards conductive, which will uh, basically take the, the, the charge away quicker, I guess. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, you mentioned in some of your literature about being uh, LEED qualified, which is an environmental, uh, uh, basically, uh, standard. Um, how does that apply to your product? 
Yeah, so the LEED system is a rating system for buildings, right? And they look at everything mm -hmm. from lighting to furniture and to flooring. Um, and in, in the flooring area, the flooring uh, can contribute to a LEED score is what a building gets. Uh, in a number of different ways, the, one of the most important is the, um, they call it the air quality of the flooring. So we have to measure it for volatile uh, emissions. And they have to meet very, very strict standards. There's a California test protocol that you use. We have to have it done by a third party. So we meet that standard. Also, the recycled content of the product can uh, contribute to leads points. And our product, as, as you know, has high recycled content. Uh, and then finally, the fact that we can recycle our product back. And we have a program that will actually pay people to send their old product back to us. Um, that can contribute to lead points as well. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So I'm guessing that it's only your modular systems that you can recycle. Yeah, that's, and that's a nice thing about the modular system because like there will be companies that say, oh, our material is recyclable, but it's glued to the floor. There's no way you're going to get it off. So our product, because it's free lay, you simply pick it up, palletize it, send it back to us, make sure there are no dead things in there. and We're good to go. That is interesting because you recently qualified for medical applications. Were you involved in any of these temporary hospitals that they put up for COVID-19? We were. Um, it was, you know, it was sort of like the Wild West the last few months. And we were getting calls uh, from all over. And, and I think a lot of them just went with the bare concrete because that was the quickest. It was what was there. But we did a number of small um, uh, test labs. We did a couple of... Um, uh, units where they you know, brought in patients. Um, and we actually did some work with companies that were making things, uh, test equipment mm. for, right. you know, for COVID testing. testing. So we kind of hit it from a number of different uh, avenues. Um, it was fascinating. And, you know, actually some of the feedback we got back, which was really encouraging, was, you know, one of the units we did were to, to help patients, they never used it, fortunately, because <laughs> they didn't get quite the demand for sick people, which is actually a nice thing. Wow. So what did you actually have to do to qualify for medical applications? Uh, did you go in or did you have to meet some other higher standard? It's, it's, there's, there aren't real hardcore tested standards, but your flooring needs to be very chemical and stain resistant. And there's a certain finish we put on one of the top, we call it a top layer. Our product yeah. is a multi-layer product. Um, and the one of the ones we use is consistent with what's used in the healthcare setting. So it has all the stain uh, and chemical resistance characteristics that it needs. But the other thing that makes our product really suitable for healthcare settings is typically you want a floor that's not going to leak because something spills on the floor. You don't want it to get right. underneath. Um, the way our floor interlocks, it's already pretty liquid tight, but we, we have a custom formulated uh, silicone material we apply to the interlocks as you assemble it. It basically cures into a rubber gasket inside, and the floor is completely liquid tight. And, and so for an interlocking portable floor, it's kind of unique that you can have that feature along with the portability. And it's, I think we're the only product in the market that can do that. Right. So that completely seals the floor and stops it from letting fluids through, basically. Tom, thank you very much for coming in and telling us a bit about ESD flooring. I didn't realize there was quite so much technology behind it. Thank you for coming in and joining us today. It was a pleasure being here. Well, that's it for this week. Next Tuesday, June 23rd, join us for a panel discussion on thermal interface materials, where my panelists will be Tim Jensen from Indium Corporation, Richard Boyle from Henkel, and Dave Torp from EMD Performance Materials. Until then, 
Stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week. Global SMT and Packaging opens the windows of the world to bring you the latest news and technologies from Munich, from Bangalore, from Shanghai, from San Diego.